Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. everybody welcome to another episode of rain delay theater where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games uh this is sunday uh june 7th 2020 this is episode number 79 of the podcast the jose abreu episode i'm jeremy dionisio and i'm jack swakowski um kept you in suspense there with those uh intro with the names yeah we did uh (laughs) you know jeremy uh uh since gene honda isn't here to say it for us uh you know, one of my favorite parts of going to a White Sox game is hearing him say, first baseman, number 79, Jose Abreu. Um, I, I just read an article about Gene Honda, Jeremy. He's he's holed up like everybody else. There's no sports for him to uh, announce right now. Do you think he's just, like, in his house saying, like, you know, uh, now up, <laughs> channel 2, 1 p.m., Judge Judy. well yeah he mentioned having um he that he misses having rosters to pour over um so he's like yeah he's like yeah you know when we get back uh you know i i'm looking forward to seeing everybody but like you know if they bring baseball back are they gonna have uh public address announcers i think that's a pretty good question that would be interesting yeah i mean you know if kbo is doing like cheerleaders to an empty stadium they should have gene honda out there just introducing uh you know whoever uh Adam Angle or whatever. <laughs> Jeremy, we have a very special guest with us today. We do. We do. Um, a good friend of uh, ours here, a friend of the show, uh, fan, loyal listener, uh, Zachary Greenwood. Hey, hey. Hello, Hello everyone. Hello, world. Hello. Hi, yes. Zach. Thank you. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Looking forward to um, it. Yes. Well, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time, Zach, to join us. Um, so, Zach, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, um, we go back uh, some years. I uh, yep. used to yep. live in relatively near neighborhoods in Chicago. Yep. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, so, Zach, you are, you are a Wisconsin native. That's correct? Yes, yes, yes. I've spent most of my life in Wisconsin, dabbled in Chicago and South Korea back to Wisconsin. Yes. And yet uh, uh, and yet on the Zoom recording uh you are wearing a Cubs hat. So did That's that correct. that Cub fandom came from your time your time in Chicago? Uh no, my father grew up right next to Wrigley Field um on Aldean Street. And so we were just we were brought up in, in the fold of uh Cubs primarily and then Bears and Bulls. So, you know, I grew up on enemy ah. territory. It was a weird thing to do. To <laughs> I never knew sports were a unifier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and it's interesting, too, like, uh, you know, if you – so well, let me see if I can get the trajectory right here. So, um, yep. so were you born in Wisconsin and then you moved to Chicago and then came back to Wisconsin? Is that how it, how it happened? You got it. You got it. Okay, yeah, you know, so it's it's weird. Like, uh, I bet, like, if you if you were an active uh, like Chicago and Illinois sports fan in Wisconsin, I bet people from Wisconsin were yeah. just like appalled at that. People from Wisconsin, oh, yeah. you got to understand this, Jer- Jeremy. You got to understand this. People from Wisconsin have no concept that, like, if you're living in Wisconsin, you could have been from anywhere that isn't Wisconsin. 
So like they will yeah. give you crap yeah. and just like completely completely yeah. hate you for it and not understand. Yeah. Pe- Wisconsinites yeah. do not like outs- outsiders. <laughs> no. Especially no. people from Chicago, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. especially and, and, people from Chicago. Yeah, right, right. You know, there's this whole big city thing, you know. But uh yeah, it was it was it was weird. It was always antagonistic. You know, fandom was an antagonistic pursuit, you know. I think it probably said <laughs> I've always rooted for the underdog, you know, therefore I'm always like so angsty against like the predominant favorite on almost anything probably in sports and life but i think it's because of that (laughs) but i've got one little anecdote too that the thing that i understood about it was when i moved to chicago and i was like grocery shopping in a sweatshirt and i didn't have to see the ugly green and gold on the sunday morning at the grocery store I got to see everybody wearing bears, and then it dawned on me that like, oh, most people like sports because it's like, it's the instant thing you can all share and talk about and like root together on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and don't get me don't get me started on how spoiled Packers fans are. Yep, can't do. Yeah. No, no, yeah, you got no idea. Um, well, yeah, Zach, uh, so, yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, this will be a fun dynamic, a couple of Wisconsinites, but one of them a uh, Cubs fan, one of them a Brewers fan. Uh, we're going to be talking hey. about some baseball cards later, so that's going to be <laughs> – so that'll be fun. Um, yep. But, yeah, Jeremy, we got a little bit of uh, business, uh, baseball business to get to before that, do we not? Yeah, you know, I figured, like, uh, we'll, we'll get Zach in on this, like, just to touch on the, you know, few news stories that there are. Um obviously the the thing right now is like will baseball happen um it's it's been super frustrating uh to hear the news of like the owners and the players union going back and forth uh in negotiations i guess negotiations about you know what the season would look like if it happens um listen i i was not trying to pay attention to these details before um you know uh before anything was getting closer to actually happening now sure. that it is, um, I mean, I'm like, I'm not pouring over the details, but basically it's like the owners threw out uh, uh, an offer that was kind of, I think, was the first offer like 81 games or something? Yeah, yeah. The, the first, uh, uh, it was like 81, 82 games at like a prorated uh, salary rate, whatever. So so uh, like Garrett Cole, like the guys who were making more money would just make like uh, a lot less. So Garrett Cole, who was supposed to make like $30 million dollars, would only make $8 million. However, like the minimum wage players, you know, if you can call it minimum wage, the guys who were making 550000 a year, they wouldn't, their salaries wouldn't be cut at all. It was just the guy, like the star players' salaries would be the ones that would be cut into the most. Um, right. Which didn't seem to make a, uh, so, so that was, that was that one. And I think the second one now is like a hundred and, and may, this might have been the players' union proposed this one, but it was like 114 games, and then the players would right, get 70% right. of the salaries they were supposed to make, I think. Is that is that what it was? I believe, yeah, that, that sounds, sounds about right. right. Yeah, the yeah. game yeah, the game count. And then, so then the play, the the ML, the ML owners came back with, like, just they flat out rejected that, and then they yep. were like, oh, yeah, well, how about 60 games or 50 games? And now it's like 40 or 50 games or something, and it's just – it's so frustrating, man. Like, and I don't know. I've, you know, I've tried to like have, I've tried to make sure I had like educated opinions uh, and not just like on these things, like weighing in on the actual podcast. But honestly, I, I haven't really 
I'm kind of just going off of my gut here, and it's just like, I mean, we're we're mad at the owners here, right? <laughs> Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, because here's the thing: the 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 82 game proposal I felt like was kind of a, a joke. Um, I mean, when you're asking these guys like uh, like Garrett Cole to play for eight million dollars, like. Uh, well, I guess his contract is guaranteed. Money in baseball is guaranteed. But, like, the players have the same risk of getting hurt uh, regardless of how much, you know, money they're being paid. So, like, you know, they're, they're you're asking the guys to play for a lot less money uh, when the risk of injury and, like, a career-ending injury is, is just as great. So I don't blame a guy like Blake Snell for wanting to get, like, paid the money he was supposed to be paid um, as opposed to half of half of it or whatever it would have been. Sure, sure. sure. I, I um, will say, Zach, yeah. I will say that kind of stuff. I think really alienates fans, though. Like, I don't know if that I yeah. personally feel that, but I talk to so many older baseball fans who are like just done with baseball since the strike. Like, that they just it killed baseball for them. Like, do you guys find that kind of the old timer fans who that was like a huge scar for them? Yeah, and not only that, but even even the old time, uh, even even the older players too, like don't seem right. to don't right. seem to understand this and like want the guys to to go get out on the field. Um, yeah, yeah, I I was uh, I was pretty. I was pretty little still when the first strike happened, um, but yeah. you know they they say that '98 home run chase like saved baseball. So yeah, you know there right. were definitely a number of years where people weren't sure if it was going to come back. Um, I don't know, Jeremy. What do you, what do you think? Well, I I, I think that. I definitely know that a lot of people, you know, fell out after that strike. I do think like a lot of them kind of came back, uh, sure. you know, um, right. uh, who were like, you know, who were just like terribly torn about it, who like loved baseball, but just couldn't go back. And, yeah. uh, but, but what I'll, what I'll say is that if this happens now, like I'm still like angry about like the owners, like with these stupid, oh, yeah. like offers yeah. is that like, it, it makes me want to like, kind of shun the game oh, like I mean, I, I'm, I mean i'm mad like this would be the, the strike for this generation basically oh yeah and that that kind of says the owners are i mean it's a pissy match at this point and like if that's where your negotiations are at like clearly you guys are far away and this isn't gonna end up in a good outcome you know yeah sure. and I, I think especially too when you see other sports uh like working things out and figuring out how right. they're going to get the rest of their season played. I think the NBA sure. uh, recently announced that they were going to start back up on July 31st and go until like October, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think they should have just canceled the season. Like the NBA has been gone for three months at yeah. this point. And they're not going to come back for almost another two. So I don't uh. see the point in finishing the season that like they're going to, yeah, they're going to finish the season somehow with like 22 teams. I think they're going to invite back. It doesn't make a, a whole yeah, lot of sense, like but they're going to do something. They're going to do something. You gotta yeah, give the Bucks they're gonna a do shot, something. Though. I want the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, they did it. Yeah, of course, of course. The one year the Bucks were maybe gonna win the championship, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, a, pa- right. a, pa- a pandemic happened. Yeah, but uh, it's anyway. It's frustrating um, to see other leagues work things out and uh, to see the MLB lagging behind. Uh, it seems like at this point they're running out of time to get something yeah. worked out. So if they don't, if they don't do it in the next week or two, um, you know, I don't know how it's possibly gonna happen. Right. So so frustrating. Um, I, the one thing I was going to say, Jack, I, I heard this, I don't know if I, I, I heard this about the NBA is that they like, they wanted, they ultimately wanted to move the season forward or later a little bit. Yep. So they're going to try to use this as a chance yep. to just have it start go later, on right? Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. They want to do this whole yeah, start and- on Christmas thing. 
And is that, uh, I guess, is that um, because, like, they want to avoid the beginning of flu season so that in case everything shuts down again, like, they'll... <laughs> that That's, like, a, a thing that, no, like... Because I think I, colleges... Okay. Yeah, because okay. colleges are sending kids home at, like, Thanksgiving and not having them come back until January, I think, I, for that for that reason. I, I did hear that specifically. I think yeah. that this is just NBA just wanted to, like, yes. kind of restructure their season going forward. Interesting. Yeah, yeah well, Christmas Day is such a classic Christmas day. gift, you know. Right, right, yeah, yeah, I get to, yeah, see, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, it'll, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see if now, like, because of, like, COVID season, if sports will, are going to switch when they start and end um you know we might see that with like college college football too now um might not start until like after new year's day it might start in like february um but you know uh uh the the mlb though they need to figure something out because if they're going to do spring training and then uh even a 50 or 60 game season they need to get it going so hopefully they can figure something out that'd be good 50 anything under 80 games is is bogus to me i mean i'll take whatever i can get but like Dude, give us 80 games, man. Give us 81 games. Just make it like a half season so we could at least double the stats like going forward and be like, okay, well, sure, he would have sure. hit, you know, 25 <laughs> homers or 26 homers. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't right. agree. Right. I disagree. Strong disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Zach, um, you – oh, wait, no. Here's one more thing that, yeah. News item in the news. Yes, Marcelo Zuna. Um so, yeah, I saw this story, I think, yesterday that he's – Marcelo Zuna – maybe it was a couple of days ago, but he's he's currently injured, and you want, you wonder how a baseball player who's not playing could be injured. Um, well, his wife, um, I guess, uh, attacked him and threw a soap dish at him and injured, like, injured him, injured his hand or something. Yeah, it said it cut him. Um, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't want to have a soap dish thrown at me. I mean – so that would that would hurt if it like hits you in the head or something. I mean, again, like, well, not again, but like, okay. So the the other like oddly, this is not the first MLB player to be injured by a soap dish. Okay. Uh, Scooter Jeanette cut himself in the shower on his on soap, soap dish, dish. Right? What the heck is he doing yeah. with the soap dish? Or what kind of soap dish do you have? I mean, like, I don't know what exactly. kind of soap. Right. Like the the high the uh, the high society uh, people like, I guess we talk about baseball players you know sure. arguing over Classy like millions of dollars. Yeah, they have to afford their their luxury uh, high end slash sharp or yeah. heavy soap dishes. Like I only yeah. know a soap dish being like a piece of plastic. I mean, unless she broke it and then cut them with like a shard of the plastic. So just, I don't know. I just so don't understand the plastic. The, you uh, see porcelain or stainless steel. Like, what do you guys see when you yeah, see I, soap dish? I was thinking a, a porcelain soap dish myself. Porcelain. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, that, that was what I was thinking. Like, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking like something <laughs> that was like rounded, and that that was why sure. like if he got cut by it, like you know, he probably it was probably something heavy, like a porcelain soap dish. Now here's the thing: yeah. if you're using a soap dish, though, that means you're using bar soap. Like sure. probably right, and I, sure. I personally, I just want, I just want the foam stuff that you squirt out. You know, that feels a lot more sanitary to me. I don't really like bar soap. I don't think bar soap is just kind of, I, I don't like it. It's kind of, it's kind of unsanitary to me. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> no, I fully agree. Who the hell is using bar soap in 2020? The only thing I could think about, the only thing I can think about is, 
is this like a jock thing? Like, is it like a thing where like the guys would like, you know, have practice and then, all right, let's hit the showers guys. And then they all have like their own bar of soap or something. So like, they're just, it's so ingrained in them of having like a bar of soap, like after practice in the showers that they just all still use bar soap at home. I don't, I don't know. In a big (laughs) heavy soap dish. Yeah, I guess. And they're like, well, now I can afford a soap dish for my bar of soap right, that I will right, never stop know, using. Someday, maybe, I'll be able to afford a soap dish. Yeah, you I know, just don't get it. The, the craziest thing about that story to me is that Marcelo Zuna's on the Braves. When did, <laughs> right. okay. when did that happen? Yeah, it was definitely unceremonious. Um, <laughs> I, think, uh, it, I think it was a thing where like he just signed – it seemed like that was like the first offer he got and he just took it. Um, uh-huh. but I mean, I guess there's worse teams to sign than the Braves. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, maybe it was, uh, it was a publicity stunt by the Bla- uh, Braves, uh, PR team. Like just so you know, <laughs> he's on our team, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, there you go. Those are the, the two hot stories in baseball right now yeah, uh, while we stuff. anxiously await. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Zach. So, um, now you were saying like you're given uh, your 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 living history, your timeline there, and um, yep. you said that you uh, lived in Korea for a bit. Yes, yes, yes. I was um, there. So, yeah, for I don't know, six or seven years, something like that. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that happened shortly after, or not? Well, you know, relatively shortly after I met Zach. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so you have some experience with the KBO, is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I um, used to go to the games. I, w- I wouldn't call myself a KBO expert, um, but uh, very much a KBO appreciator. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me stories about going to games, like after you had moved there and stuff. And yep. I mean, that was, a, you know, I was, I was super jealous. Um, but now it's cool because um, people have had a chance. Americans have had a chance to see some KBO games and stuff. And, uh, you know, they talk about, like, just the great fans and, like, the, the yeah. how much they get into games and stuff. Yep. So, like, what were some of, like, your experiences, like, being around, like, the culture of, like, the league and the fans of the league and stuff like that in game experiences? Well, um, it, it was it was a big very uh a big experience that kind of grew on me quite a bit um so i can kind of take you through my uh impressions and um metamorphosis from like going into it as a baseball fan and like expecting and wanting baseball to be a certain way and then like kind of going through like oh they do it totally different but i can appreciate the way that they do it um i was in seoul and so there are a couple teams in Seoul, and there one of the teams is called the Doosan Bears. Um, we already went over my Chicago fandom, so it's pretty easy to like jump aboard the ship or the bandwagon of the team named the Bears. So uh, that's true. We started, <laughs> you know, catching a few games every season, and uh, first time I went there. <laughs> the coolest thing, like the thing that really blew me away, was that they don't have any concept of uh, like um, what would you call it? But essentially, like when when you're trapped in a place in America, like if you're in a stadium and you can't leave that stadium and come back in, 
then the prices go way <laughs> up. And Koreans okay. don't have that concept at all. There's no such thing as that. So everything costs the same in the stadium as it costs outside the stadium. So the first That's thing awesome. that was really attractive was just how cheap it was to like go to the baseball game and you know, like eat amazing crazy food and watch some baseball. Um, very oh, so in, so in other words, it's not like so you go to a Wrigley Field and a beer is you know twelve or thirteen dollars. That's that's not the case in Korea. It's all just the same in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, same prices. There's no markup for the fact that you're in a stadium. In addition to that, that's the way it should be. You can bring whatever you want into the stadium. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> you could just bring. You could, you could bring like a. You could bring a six. You could bring a six pack of beer in if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people just wow. stock up at like the convenience store before they go in on like, you know, squid legs and beer and whatever you know, whatever they want. You can walk in with a pizza. Doesn't matter. Unbelievable. They wouldn't that, that <laughs> yeah. that's unheard of in the states because yeah. they get like half their money from concession sales. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so the the racket they have is like some kind of weird deal with like KFC and Burger King or something. Like you can get these weird, giant, cardboard, almost like adult Happy Meal containers of like burgers and chicken and things. Um, but that wow. too isn't expensive. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm having my own version of the John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, like uh, Royale with cheese <laughs> yes, conversation. Yes. The, ba- the baseball, the baseball version of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is very interesting. Anyway, Zach, sorry to yep. interrupt you. So, what were you, what were you saying? Um, so to kind of um, build off that, so um, Domino's Pizza. Also, Jeremy, you'll find this interesting. But Domino's Pizza yes. is actually pretty good pizza in Korea and that's not saying that it's the same as in America but the pizza is so bad it's pretty good it's that the pizza is <laughs> yeah. actually good so uh, one of the first times we went there we just like we stopped at this Domino's and got this giant pizza and I was like what are you guys doing there's no way we can eat this pizza before we go to the baseball game and if we do <laughs> we're not gonna have fun at the baseball game and but then we just <laughs> rolled right in with it. We were in like uh, would have been kind of like right center field. We opened the pizza box and and uh, my friends like yeah. What if they hit a home run right here? Crack of the bat, home run <laughs> comes right to us, right to us. We didn't get it. Like the guy in front of us got it, but it was just so ridiculous. It was just too good to be true. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, that is okay. So that's interesting. I mean, like, uh, there's so many different directions to go here. Um, (laughs) my first one was, (laughs) my first one was just the presence of cheese in, in like Asian cuisine, which doesn't really exist too much. I I don't think. No, no. Um, They've caught on with the pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. There you go. That's the way to, to, that's the vessel, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that is, that is awesome. I think, um, uh, we talk about Jack, you know, me and you, we talk about like one of the things that we love about going to like White Sox games is that it seems like it feels like you're going to a game in like the seventies or something before there were these like hard rules about things. And like these, like this, like price, uh, you know, force field (laughs) that you can't like, I I got a term for it in entrapment pricing. 
That sounds like a term for yeah. it, doesn't it? That that could be an economics 101. That no, that sure. works. That works for sure. I honestly, so I've thought about that. Well, so any so to get to that, uh, to go back to that, but Sorry. like, um, Sorry. no, 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 no. But like, I just I think like, um, it sounds like kind of that experience. It kind of sounds yeah. like it's just like a thing where you can just kind of roll into the stadium. Yep. You have like whatever you know. You have yeah a whole pizza with you. Yeah, and you can just yep. enjoy a game, and it's just yeah. Like, and just buy like tickets. A, you just buy a ticket there. You know, you don't have to have yeah. a ticket. You know. Yeah, Keep going. it sounds like a dream. Yeah, yeah, it's baseball made easy. But yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's not about. So here's the next part: is when you get there, a couple of baseball guys like you with your scorecards are. It's gonna drive yeah. you crazy because they're <laughs> like, baseball is happening, but what people are there doing are like cheering and being together. And so they like, it doesn't matter what's happening in the game because they came to cheer. So they'll cheer, they'll cheer a pop up, you know, they'll, they'll just cheer because it's fun to cheer. And that feels like weird at first. Like I couldn't appreciate that or I kind of scoffed at it. Like, uh, you know, these people, they, they don't know baseball or they're not like, what, what is there to cheer for? Um, but then I realized too, it's like, this goes back to the sports being, you know, a community builder is they're so together in the stadium. Like, it's not like um, a bunch of people in their little insular bubble of seats, you know, with a couple seats between them and everybody's place kind of staked out. Like everybody's everywhere and everybody's like, with each other and being friendly and just like cheering their heads off so that so that's why they have all those cheerleaders there and stuff it's because that's as integral to the game as the game yeah that makes sense i mean i think i don't know i mean i think like i'd like to think that i could you know give into that (laughs) like yo you um, would if If you're there it's infectious like it, it won me over like a, a like within the game and especially by the second time I went it was like oh okay there's something else going on that it's okay that it's happening even if it's not in the service of baseball yeah it sounds it sounds far less cynical uh than, yeah, than yeah. going than going to a game in the states right sure. right especially for a couple of guys like me and you jack yeah. oh man I, yeah. I would be right there with you guys every yeah i would be right there with you don't worry <laughs> always yeah, am for sure yeah yeah the waving um, to the friend on the cell phone across do you see me you know, let's no let's watch the baseball game you jerks but anyway <laughs> for sure yeah no i yeah um that that is that yeah that sounds like a dream uh, honestly and like yep. you know it's yeah like i you can kind of get glimpses of that like mm-hmm. um in a minor league game or oh yeah um, oh yeah for sure you know yeah so it's nice it's nice uh for that but you know i guess i guess there are the trade-offs or whatever but um yeah. uh but but it does that sounds like a lot of fun and um mm-hmm. certainly a uh, much simpler time uh, yeah, attending like an, an event for sure. Yep. Okay. Two last things, super quick, and we'll yes. I'll wrap up on my KBO. Number one, uh, seventh inning stretch is the sixth inning stretch, wherein all players go out onto the field and stretch. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yep. The other thing is you don't see the difference between the KBO and the majors in the hitting. You see it in the fielding, which was interesting to me. There's just, um, it's a high quality game. Like, like, I mean, why getting to watch any game up close, you can, it's easier to recognize like how much skill and talent there is and you get to get close. Um, but yeah, you just see a couple sloppy innings, you know, or just like a little more often you'll see a sloppy inning. Um, but that was the big like baseball difference I could see. The, it was interesting just watching the, the, the handful of games that I've seen on ESPN and certainly there are power hitters and uh, there's a lot of homers oh, yeah. getting launched yep. in the, in that, mm-hmm. uh, in the league and stuff. So, um, and it, it was cool to see some of those guys, uh, the, the Korean guys, um, how, you know, thinking about how they could project into the MLB. So, yeah, sure. for, 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 for them to do that, the hitting's got to be there. And I yeah. feel like there's been more – I feel like there's – I don't know. There, there haven't been – actually, you know, I guess there were actually more pitchers because uh, Jung Ho Gong was the first position player yeah. from KBO to make it to the MLB. So before that, there were there were pitchers. So I don't know. It's interesting. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. But I guess too, it's it, like the cream rises to the top sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. too it's too bad that he had to be the first position player. You know, yeah, you wish. Yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's in trouble in KBO too. Like yes, in, he is. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to get he's trying to get back into KBO, right? Yeah, Man, yeah. The uh, Korean culture is often a hard drinking culture. Like his behavior would not seem as egregious in korea probably <laughs> like it would yeah, be like kind of like yeah he's he's in his 20s which is <laughs> intense but a lot of yeah. a lot of running from the cops in korea <laughs> interesting yeah, they, it's a side you don't yeah hear about i guess yeah. um well that's Did, awesome zach uh yeah oh go ahead i i want to say that uh that's more an indictment on oh, some of the foreigners I knew there than any Korean people. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we'll we'll see what kind of trouble Tyler Saladino gets into, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's entirely possible. Entirely possible. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's dude. That is awesome that we can have someone on with an insight, uh, like yep. an inside uh, look on KBO. So that's yep. awesome. Thank you. I, you know, the games are still going on. I haven't. I, I admittedly, I haven't checked in recently um, sure. with the KBO. I, yeah, I saw a game the other night on Jeremy. They they weren't doing this at the start, but now they have stuffed animals all all in the back of the. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, they have like all of the seats behind home plate are filled with stuffed animals now, which oh, wow. is. Uh, <laughs> which is which is kind of uh kind of wild but uh yeah zach that, that's great stuff though um uh yeah that that's not stuff you hear about when you watch the espn broadcast so that's <laughs> yeah, very yeah, good right. uh very good insider knowledge right there you know it got me yeah. to thinking too like if i could bring anything i wanted to eat into like a cubs game what uh, would i bring it'd probably be like a, a a pizza you know and just like having that experience of just being able to eat a whole pizza throughout a game and i can certainly yeah. eat a whole pizza so that'd be yeah. interesting, but it makes one wonder, you know? Yeah. Exactly. It, it, yeah. It, it yeah. felt right. I'll tell you that right now. It felt <laughs> like it was meant to be. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, all right. So let's um let's move on to the second half of this, uh uh, Zach. Um one of the things Jesus Christ, we have been teasing 
this for for years and and i will say this still is not even going to be the definitive baseball card episode but hey you I never will say know that, you never know don't shoot us in the foot yet yeah. No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> as, There's... As, yeah, as Jeremy's co-host, I'm beginning to wonder what he means by definitive baseball card episode. <laughs> we talk about baseball cards on every episode, so it's... I don't know. Like, oh, is, I, like what's the actual one going to look like? Yeah, yeah. 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 What we is the actual one going to look like? We have an update on your uh, pricing cards. That's part of the Oh, news. yeah, yeah. That's well, right, what's, Jeremy. What's the yeah. skitter butt? Oh, my God. This... This thing is like, it, it it's it's wilder than riding the stock market. I'll, I'll say this: prices are down. Oh, they're, okay. they're down. Oh, they're oh. down by a lot. Ooh. Oh, so man. now you're panicking. You missed your window. <sighs> Listen, this is uh, this is what it does. It justifies me not selling, which is not good. Um, <laughs> I have every reason to sell. Uh, if you look at my, you know, my my financial situation, I have every reason to sell these cards um but i don't want to and yep. so the the plummeting uh has uh you know justified that move i guess i will say like so yeah so basically it really just started catching on and then all these people like started buying these cards because sure. again they print only as many as as are ordered um yep. but if like somehow like a million people decide oh sure. let's get in on this then the the print run goes up and like the prices probably go down. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so there was a card. Um, there was like, uh, it kind of blew up over like Memorial day weekend, I feel. Um, and then that first set of cards that came out that Monday on, I guess on Memorial day, they, they are on sale for two days. So they ended on Wednesday and when they ended, like the previous, like highest print run was like, I want to say like 34,000 or something. Okay. Uh, this, this one card, sold 99,800 cards basically. So it like uh, tripled essentially like tripled the thing and like it ev- all the prices just fucking like 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 plummeted after that. Um, oh my god. So goodness. prices are way down. This is a they classic so, baseball card story. It's like the 90s all over again. Yeah, no exactly. The junk wax era they <laughs> yeah. call it. Um which the great will be, will card be, will crash. Be, uh, yeah. Happened into some <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, and so like this is, and this, but this all happened within the span of like six weeks, so right, it's, just, right. it's been crazy. Um, I will say that they're still worth more than you know what you paid for them, but hey. it's like the that that peak was, uh, you know, it was it was brief and glorious, but definitely over. Um, how, like how, Jeremy, how much did you say that trout one? This guy. Yeah, that exactly. trout one was was at its peak. What did you say? Was it like it wasn't like fifteen hundred dollars or something? Was it like two grand? What was that trout it was one at its 20, peak? It was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty yeah twenty four ninety nine. Oh. I think like at its like peak. Um, right now it's it's at it's it it dipped below a thousand. <laughs> so it was like, I, I mean, still that's crazy amount of money, but. It dipped below a thousand, and it climbed back. It like inched back up over a thousand. It was at about like twelve hundred, maybe two or three days ago. It's okay. it's it's hovering right around a thousand. It's about like eleven hundred right now. Oh, okay, um, so it's like it's like the COVID numbers. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. There was a there's a there was a spike, a residual spike. Um, gotcha. <laughs> so, gotcha. So you're hoping yes, for a exactly. V-shaped recovery. Yes, I don't want to flatten the curve. <laughs> right. I got you. And hey, if it if it takes both of them to rise, so be it. I guess. But 
not funny. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yes, but anyway, uh, so yeah, that's 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 the um, the the ugly side of cards where like it could get yeah. it could get rough like that. So we're yep. just gonna embrace like the um, we're gonna embrace the bad of cards probably because I feel like we all pretty much grew up. We all came of age within the junk wax era of cards, which was like 1986 to like 1993 roughly. Sure. Um, so for people listening at home. Um, listen, I got back into cards in 2017, okay? And even in that short amount of time, I've had, I've, and I've mentioned it to friends like, oh, uh, you know, I'm starting to collect cards again. It's crazy. But, um, mm-hmm. and then inevitably someone says, like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, my friend, uh, he's got some cards, uh, some complete <laughs> sets or some, some cards, uh, you know, I wonder if they're worth any money here. He wants to, he wants me to ask you if they're worth any money. And I'm like, what year are they from? And they're like, they're from 1986 to 1993. And I'm like, yeah. they're worth nothing. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, I asked you, I asked you that same question. I had a friend of mine who said he yeah. had about uh, five complete sets from 86 to Shit. 91 or something like oh, that. Yeah. And, and you know, there's some, there's some good cards in there too. There's a bear, like a Barry Bonds rookie, probably like a, probably you know, a, a Randy Johnson Mark McGuire. rookie. Mark McGuire. Probably yeah, Mark McGuire rookie, uh, you yep. know, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie, a lot of good cards in there. And Jeremy was like, "Yeah, they're not worth they're not worth anything," which surprised yeah. me. Even I, I didn't know those cards were worth uh, worth that little. Was it just because they were they were printing so many yeah. of them at the time? Yeah, they yeah. were overproduced, um, basically. Um, but yeah. the thing is, like I like for me, I, I mean, I would love to look at those cards all day long. I yeah. I couldn't I can't get enough of them. I went back yeah. and I re- I bought each one of those sets. Yeah. But they're just they're just not worth anything, unfortunately. They're they're yeah, worth right. more in like nostalgia than than mo- monetary for sure. Oh yeah. So and that's um, why I'm into the yeah. cards. I like the nostalgia aspect. Right. If you can embrace right. it in in that element, they're they're worth <laughs> millions. But sure, um, sure. So so at some point, Zach, I know me and you like got into like a thing where we were kind of like texting pictures of cards back and forth, or you busted open yep. a box of cards and were sending me pictures, and I love yep. every second of it. Part of my problem with these cards is that I I like them all, uh, yeah. so I don't want to get rid of any of them, um, and uh, yeah, they're starting to pile up in the in the house, and it's not good. But um, so <laughs> yep. we 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 have some cards, we have some boxes of cards here to look at. Um, Zach, you have some. Jack, you pulled out a yep. couple. I have a couple yeah. here. Um, and listen, we realize that this is a visual medium uh, of looking at baseball cards. Um, so we're going to try to post like pictures of all of these on, on uh, the site, um, randalaytheater.com slash notes. Uh, we'll try to post all the pictures there. I'll try to throw them up on our Instagram, too, at randalaypod. Um, so for folks who are listening right now, if you want to go and punch those up right now, the website or the Instagram, they should be on there as you're listening to this. Cool. But um, all right, Zach. So um, what do you got there? You got a you got a whole box. You were sending me some previews earlier today. So like, what, oh, what yeah, do you got? Yeah. I mean, I, I got it all. I mean, let's just be <laughs> honest. I mean, if we're talking '80s to '90s with a sprinkling of late '70s, early '80s, we're we're talking saw, game. We got it. I've, I've, I, just I a little sprinkle, little tempting yeah, thing here. I got some Kmart, awesome. Kmart cards here. We got Doc Wait, is Gooden. That, um, oh my God. Is that Bill Matlock on the left? Uh, we got Willie Stargell. Willie Stargell. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yep. Mm, okay. So yeah. I, I, is, these were yeah. always low-rated cards in my collection as a child, but now I find I'm really drawn to the 
the goofy ones, you know, the Kellogg's cards or or <laughs> the bread cards. The, yep. The bread, the 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 breast, the best are uh, the Ralston Purina ones. Okay, so I don't know if like I'm familiar food. with those. Yeah, those th- those are out there for sure. Now the thing about okay, so we're we're jumping right right into like the kind of like right to the far it. reaches of these cards, which is awesome. But here's the thing: is that tops, uh, you know, tops is the 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 through line of baseball cards. They they yes. they you know they they kind of popularized the card. Yep. Um, My uh, number 1951 one. Nineteen fifty one was the first year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they nineteen fifty one was the first year, and then for a while they were like kind of the only uh, game in the. Uh, name in the game yeah because uh, they they, uh, they bought out bowman right because bowman yep. was the the card company before that and i think they ended up buying out out bowman um yeah, and i think originally too correct. it was the yeah i just i actually just read a read an article about this jeremy uh written by uh, joe poznanski who's a great uh baseball author but yeah tops uh like they had two really good art directors and like they were the first company i think to start putting stats on the back of cards um yep. which like the kids loved uh, and which I think is like a, it doesn't seem like it'd be revolutionary. It seems like it'd be so obvious, but like tops was yeah. the first one to start doing that. And that's why they like, they won the day eventually. It's a real yeah, bummer sure. when you don't have stats on the back of your card. That's, oh yeah. That you're breaking yeah. a car, a, a like cardinal sin of cards. If you have some, <laughs> something other than stats, I'm frustrated. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you know, uh, you know, you you had those Kmart cards there too, Zach. I, I was looking. Yep. I had just had a box of miscellaneous cards, and I, I was coming across mm-hmm. a lot of like Donruss cards, some Fleer cards, uh, an Upper yep. Deck. Uh, Jer- yep. Jeremy, am I missing any brands here? Um, Fleer, Donruss, Upper Deck. Yeah, I mean that's really it. There was like Leaf cards for a while, but Leaf, I, Leaf. I remember tied Leaf. in are, are Canadian those... Donruss. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. what Leaf is. Yeah, exactly. are, are... Seriously. <laughs> Are, are those are those brands even around anymore, Jeremy? Or did are, were they eventually just dubbed worthless? And was Tops like ha, have they just won out again? Well, Tops, Tops. So yeah, at some point there became uh, with like with everything else nowadays. There's like uh, exclusivity rights basically, yep. and so Tops now has the license for baseball cards, uh, but baseball cards only. So oh, okay. um, so only Tops can put logos on their cards. Um, oh jeez. And now the other Hate company, a logo list the card. only other, yeah. Well, it's rough, and and I actually want to get into those those kind of weirdo uh, tops, those weirdo like Kellogg's uh, cards uh, too, because yep. that ties into the no logo thing. But yep. so, but basically, um, uh, there's a, there's one other company that is making baseball cards, and that company is Panini. Now, do you guys remember Panini at all? No like sandwiches. Yeah, you would think so. The plural, interesting enough, panino is the singular of a panini okay, sandwich. Okay. But um, yeah, but um, no, but um, uh, panini used to make sticker books, like baseball sticker books. Oh, heck you guys yeah, remember baseball those? Yeah, I think I might. Best. Dude, I think I, I might recall that. My first like independent like venture out of the house on my own was to go to the drugstore to buy. Uh, sticker packs of 1988 yep. uh, t- yep. Panini stickers uh, for like yep. 10 cents a, a pack. Um, As that it was should like, be. I was like, I, right. I was like seven years old and my mom let me walk to the store. Like it was like two or three blocks away to get these yep. sticker packs. Hey man, but, that was, that's another great thing about Korea. The kids go all around. They make themselves ramen <laughs> and they do all kinds of stuff outside all in groups. It's cool. Anyway, awesome. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
Yeah, so so they used to make sticker books. So now they're in the card game, um, and yes. they make cards, but they're they're like they don't have the logos um, on them, which is is a total bummer. Um, yeah. But they do a lot of prospect cards, which I like personally. Sure. And so they so they do sometimes have like the licenses to use like college uh, logos, and they also can do like Team USA cards, like for the Olympic team. Okay. So, oh yeah. Okay. Um, that was always so they have some. Yeah, for sure. So they they do have some like relevance, but you know, Tops is the name of the game. I will say though that Tops has nothing else. Um, Panini mm-hmm. has basketball and football, wow. so it's kind of crazy. But you can't get any Tops football cards anymore. Yeah, um, that is. Crazy. Oh wow. Yeah. A quick, quick brand questionnaire. Okay, Tops, you yes. get chewing gum. Fleer, you yep. get stickers. Stickers. Okay. Donruss, you get. Jack, you want to take it? Uh, uh, I did taffy. I don't know. What do you get from da- for Donruss? Puzzle piece. What is that? Right? Puzzles. Puzzle piece. Puzzles. Wow. Yeah, I, did, okay. I, I did not upper know deck. this. I did not remember that. Wow. Ooh, upper, de- upper wow, deck. I don't know. Amazing. Upper deck is a game changer. Blew my mind. Yep. What was it? Hologram sticker. Oh, the team's logo. Yeah. Oh, amazing. wow. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that right. was that was like were when cool. Upper Deck came on the scene, they were like, "We're glossy front and back. We got pictures on the back, and you get a hologram sticker." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm holding up to me right now or to you guys is uh, I bought a uh, 1991 set of uh, Upper Deck cards. This is the th- cool. This is the third year of of Upper Deck. Um, there you yes. go. If you can oh, see wow, that. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Toronto Blue Jays. This came oh with, like, gosh. the whole set of of, of uh, holograms. Oh, it, looks yes. so, it looks so awesome okay. in this video. I got that is very all. cool. Yeah. Um, I got a whole stack of them right here. But ah, so cool. I went to this card shop, and they had these sealed sets of um, upper deck cards. Um, yeah, I don't have the sticker on them anymore, but it still was in, like, the like Kmart wrapping or something, and they, they were, like, mm-hmm. you know, Thirty dollars when they went on sale, yeah. um, and the guy, the guy clearly bought them, kept them sealed in his basement, and they were sitting on like the discount bin, like uh, at his store. And I, when I bought them, like I could tell, like there was just like a bad mojo with them, like like he, oh, he, he they're they're like a, they're a visual, they're a visual representation of him to him of like losing money on yeah. these and so i actually so I, I i but you know i want them because I, i'm a completist i want to have them so i walked over like I, I picked up the 1990 set and the 91 set i walked over to the, the counter and i'm like yeah, i'll take these off your hands and yes. like i feel like and i just kind of said that and then i feel like that was just digging the the deep <laughs> the, the knife deeper into the wound um and oh. he just didn't respond to it and he's like okay 20 bucks because they were like 10 bucks each like oh, okay the whole complete set sealed uh, with the holograms. factory sealed with the holograms too so yeah um, yeah the, yeah, yeah that's that's how far that's how far like upper deck fell like when upper deck came on the scene in 1989 it was a big deal and they they yeah, yeah they had the griffey rookie card it was it changed yeah. the game and uh so it put tops on their heels a little bit but um they all would end up becoming pretty worthless i think like the 89 set is still kind of it's still you know it you can't get it for a nickel and a dime, but like it's still not. It's not as like a retire a college fund like people thought maybe right, it would right. be ultimately. Right, right, right. Sure. All right. This is the beginning of a 
kind of short segment. It's uh okay. It's just it's just called baseball names. Cause <laughs> one mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is looking through cards and just enjoying the names. And yes, then yeah. it got me thinking. You know, I was like thinking deeper. I was like, why do humans love laughing at other people's names so much? You know, like it's it's like this weird instinct. You know, it's like I've never known anyone to not do it. It really doesn't make any sense, but it's it's fun. All right, you ready? Baseball names. You want me to just go down the list? They're, yeah. they're kind of fun as a list. We'll stop if yeah. we need to. You guys stop if you need to. But uh, we got Frank DePino. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, look at that right there. <laughs> oh, That's wow. one of the cards I, I pulled. There it is. Nice. Jack, Frank do you remember DePino? Frank DePino? I, I don't. I don't remember. do not remember why, Frank DePino. Why would you? Um, <laughs> yep. He. So, well, okay. Is it okay? If, can I interject right now? Or do you want to? Get, oh, yeah. That's what this is all about. This, okay. You, this so is what I you can this, do on baseball names. I pulled this Frank DePino because um, my grandmother in the, my grandmother had a uh, list of guys who she like had the hots for basically. And I guess made it publicly known to her, like, you know, nine-year-old grandson. Nice. Um, nice. But, uh, sounds like know, a fun relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, she liked Tom Selleck. Okay, she liked sure, sure. the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Yep. She liked okay. Mark Grace. And she liked Frank DiPino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I mean, she was just trying to have realistic expectations, you know? Right, I, mean, I know. Not I did everyone's going to get with mark grace right i almost did that in like proper order uh, too but (laughs) yeah um but the interesting thing about frank DePino is that he was a long time cubs uh maybe not even a long time but for a couple years he was a cubs middle relief pitcher um yeah but he at some point in like i think 1989 he he left the cubs and signed with the cardinals and uh i was just reading this article last night but he and mark grace Got into a brawl in Chicago, in St. Louis. Jesus. Okay. And um, it was a it was a big brawl, and so like uh, I was reading the article about this, and you know, never before was my grandmother so torn uh, between her two loves fighting uh, amongst themselves. Not over her, unfortunately. But um, (laughs) I was gonna say, uh, did you ask her? (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe that. Yeah. Um, But um, apparently, like. I was so I found this old article from like 1989. It happened in June 1989, and it said like Mark Grace was talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's no uh, no secret that uh, Frank didn't like me a lot or something, (laughs) and that he he had something against me, and that he was gonna throw at me the first at bat he faced me, and so this game like the Cardinal the Cubs were bombing the Cardinals like seemingly in like a rare occurrence. Uh, they had hit right. like five or six homers off of uh, the the starter for that game. So Frank DePino comes in. And the first batter he faces is Mark Grace, and I think on the first pitch he throws inside, and like Grace oh, charges geez. the mound, and it was a bench clearing brawl. Oh my god! Oh man! But yeah, so it happened to Frank DePino um, and Mark Grace, which is yeah. I pull I I earmarked this card for that very reason, Zach. So yep. well, right hey, off the bat. Man. Wow! Yeah. What a coincidence. Score. Yeah. This is uh, score. <laughs> oh, we didn't score talk about score. No, what do you score get is... from score? Uh, I think. What do you get from score? Know. Just a sticker? 
who knows what was their thing i don't know what you get from score maybe nothing a puff of smoke yeah I don't yeah. know. I didn't Zach, I didn't realize that that each brand did have their own thing, but you're completely right. Yep. Yeah, Downers yep. had those oh, yeah. goofy puzzles. Like a Warren's. Did you ever puzzle. complete one? I think no, I completed no like a Cal Ripken one once. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, or or like I was awesome. missing, you know, one three piece section. It was aggravating. Yeah, like the part yeah. like his mouth where he's smiling, so it's just yeah. like a hole yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Man. All right, who you okay, oh, so uh, got? Okay, moving sorry. on. We yes. have um, oh. Al, Al Nipper. Yeah. Al Nipper. <laughs> yeah, just a former that, cub. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a baseball name, Al Nipper. Okay, this one. <laughs> this one. This one's just obvious, but it's just not a great name for a pitcher. Bob Walk. Yeah, yeah. oh, Bob, yeah. Bob Walk. <laughs> Yeah, have you ever nope. seen the uh, the the, re- the current uh, recent recent video where he's up in the booth for the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and he, he he falls over like he leans back in his chair and just oh, falls yeah. over? Oh no, Jeremy, am I thinking of the right guy there? I believe that was Bob Walk. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, okay. a lifetime. Yeah, he leans back in his chair and falls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. that is awesome. So Bob Walk, really quick, is like um you know he's he's the guy who like started the um the fake throw to first throw to third thing. Yeah, the uh, oh, popularized by James okay. Shields on this podcast. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. called it the okay. old Bob Walk move. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, he popularized that, and and thus you know subsequently was ban- is now a banned move in baseball. So. Yeah, well, not oh, in that geez. game, Jeremy. Apparently, but no, uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, we, right, we digress. You can't do that. Yep. You can't do that. Uh, Jerry Jerry Don Gleaton. Yeah. Just oh wow. Base, baseball name. Baseball name. Jerry Don Gleaton. Okay, this one. <laughs> Doc Medic. <laughs> wow, that is that is amazing. Is that how you say that name? Is that, is that yeah, I Medic? Know. I think so. It, I yeah. hope so. I, I, I think it's got to so. be. And yeah, this I is would, I would this think is. So. What year would you expect that to be? Um, I think I know. So I don't. I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, recuse myself. Uh, Jack, what do you think? Um, show show me again. Oh, say something, uh, Zach, so he can hear you. Yep. Or so he can okay, see. Okay. Yep. There it is, right there. Oh. Uh, okay. I would say that's probably seventy. Uh, no, let's say eighty-one. Is that eighty-one? Uh, eighty-two. Eighty-two. Oh wow! 82. Pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. It's got eighty-one oh, yeah, stats on it. Yeah, for sure. My point wow. was gonna be: Are you sure not like fifty-two? I mean, obviously the color, <laughs> but that. that I, I don't know if that was a graphic design. Okay. Uh, got the minimal list. Here we go. Mike. Yeah, that is awesome. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's Mike good. Mike Tyson playing for the Cubs. This one, I don't know why I have anything against this guy, but I was just disappointed because I hadn't thought about him for a long time, and I didn't want to think about him. Damon Berryhill. Oh, yeah, yes. Damon Berryhill. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple things about that card, uh, Zach. Uh, the Damon Barry Hill, first of all, um, uh, we did talk about on the podcast, I believe, how I thought I may have run it. I saw a guy wearing a Damon Barry Hill jersey, and I assumed that it had to have been the actual guy, because who else has a Damon oh, yeah. Barry Hill jersey? Um, sure. But um, those cards that you're holding there, that, uh, Zach, those are those are Topps Big Baseball. And, yeah, um, Topps Big. I, I, yeah, and uh, I have one. 
I'm off mic right now, but I, I have one of those as well. And I was just looking into um, like how much that set would cost if you were to complete it. They made two years of it, um, but that's oh, yeah. my Mark Grace one. Oh, wow. Look uh, at that. There yeah. you go. A very young, I've got, good-looking I've got Mark the Grace Ryan there. Sandberg. Yeah. I don't think I got Gracie, though. Those are cool. Um, Those are cool cards. It's like a big head yeah. and like um, a picture, like an action picture behind it. Like, you know, that's that's yeah, cool. It's good stuff. Get any and little comics on the back with some cool right. stats, but kind of messed yeah. up stats. So that's a little annoying. I was always mad when they didn't have the full stats. They only had like the most recent year, but I digress. <laughs> Greg Gross. Yeah, Greg Gross. <laughs> and oh, nice. They didn't nice. do him. Yeah, just Greg Gross. They didn't do yeah, any the papers there. Brewers used to have a guy named named Gabe Gross. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember Gabe Gross at all. That might be. Oh, his that's son. his brother. Yeah, Greg and Gabe Gross, the Grosses. <laughs> Johnny Wokenfuss. Yes, <laughs> that 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 name. I feel like I know the name of that guy, but like I um definitely before my time i just i i feel like i heard it maybe once or twice but i definitely he lives on in baseball cards yeah oh Locked yeah oh yeah uh this one's for you jack dwight bernard i just always like oh. guys that have two first names yeah yeah and that's uh that's an interesting looking uh face to go along with the name too you know yeah. he looks like just kind of a like if, they, if there's guys who look like they should be on their teams, like that guy looks yeah. like he should be a brewer. He's a brewer, right? Oh yeah. We, we, yep, those, was, we talked about this Definitely in previous uh, episodes. Oh yeah. 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 yeah some guys that, uh, were born to be Dwight on Bernard. A team. Yeah, Dwight Bernard. He's Dwight a brewer. Bernard. Yep. yep. Um. Uh. Two things about that card, real quick, uh, Zach. Yep. Number one, if you're a fan of The Office, um, if uh, Rain Wilson and uh, Ed Helms had a love child, his name would be Dwight Bernard, right? Dwight Schrute and yeah, Andy oh, Bernard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sure. Okay. Uh, so there you yeah. go. That's one thing. Second thing is um, this is a rarity in cards, but if you look behind his head, there's a Marlboro uh, ad. Oh, and yeah. Yep. There's a rare um, Randy Johnson rookie card that has a Marlboro uh, ad in the back that they they airbrushed it out of the card. And uh, oh, yeah. so if you can find the one with the Marlboro ad, it's actually worth like, you know, a couple bucks more than the than the airbrush sure. but wow but yeah sure. that's a that's a, a rarity nowadays another thing i'll say is this has got to be yeah tops 83 it's a good looking card yeah. the back still looks good this is a classy set right here 83 tops i also yes. like mm-hmm. 84 tops i also like 85 tops and 87 tops is my all-time favorite 87 mm-hmm. tops i will say um is kind of universally renowned amongst like at least guys in their uh in their late 30s early 40s as like Old. The, the best set the best look design. at this card this yeah. is a classy card that's classy mm-hmm. the wood grain it's like the font um yep. i i downloaded that font actually uh because i was trying oh, to make nice. some some rain delay theater uh art uh like yeah some cards art. yeah and um for sure i wonder if i can uh screen grab here but i i try to make one uh that you know yeah here i'm gonna try to screen share this really quick i'll, I'll i could post this but um let's see if you guys can see my screen Something. there you can see oh that? yeah oh yeah there you go look at that i like it <laughs> i like it that's sharp so um yeah, I, the, the, on... the one thing i would say is I, w- I would put like you know how they'd have the rando cards as the checklist 
but then it also yeah. say checklist. I think yes. you guys are kind of a checklist card. Uh, <laughs> very, very fair point, and we'll, we'll, we have yeah. no choice but to accept that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good call, good call. Um, yes, uh, eighty-seven is is just an awesome design for sure. Yep. Okay, All next right, baseball you... name, Biff Pokoroba. Yes. Nice. Now, now that is um, a former guest uh, of the podcast, uh, Mark Bubblebath. He he's the one who who hipped me to Biff, Biff Pogoroba. Uh, that guy definitely is before my time, but um, that is um, that could be number one all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Biff Pogoroba. Okay, I'm gonna go quick. I'm gonna go quick. Yep. Bob Apodaca. That kind of goes yep. with Biff Pogoroba. We got <laughs> Dave Chalk. Dave I Chalk, don't know. Very nice. It's just a baseball name. Nice. <laughs> we got Billy Joe Robidoux. There you go. That's the oh, yeah. one that I wanted, was hoping would come up. That's I put him right there with Jerry Don Gleaton and uh, yeah, yeah. you know M. Emmett Walsh, <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. you don't know if Bert it's Bert uh... Blyleman. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yep. Yes. We got Jamie Kokenauer. Ooh, that's a. I don't know that one. No, I never heard of him. And then I'm going to end with this one. Now, this one just became an insult between me and my siblings, and I had totally forgotten (laughs) that it had come from this, but uh, we've got Jay Buhner, and Buhner in our vernacular just means, like, you doofus, you idiot, you Buhner. Oh, (laughs) you Buhner. (laughs) (laughs) And I had forgotten that it came from Jay Buhner. I just thought it was our own little (laughs) word. (laughs) All right. Anyway, that's, that's awesome. the end of baseball names. <laughs> okay. No, that fantastic, Zach. Look, look at this. Uh, never before has a guest. Ne- we've only had two guests in the history of the podcast. But never before has a guest brought this much content to the, to the show. <laughs> no, no uh, you know, uh, offense to Mark Rosenthal, who did do our theme song. But uh, this oh, is great. Yeah, stuff. He did that's, a nice job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, uh, I want to impart like. Uh, one here jack and then if you have some that you want to show off yeah definitely uh, we can take turns this one is there's no excuse for me why i love this card so much but i do and it was something when i got back into cards um i got back into cards briefly in like 2008 or something and i got out quickly uh and then back in to stay for in 2017 but i definitely had to get this card because i fucking like i dreamed of it when i was a kid but yeah right there uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! 1984 84 rated rookie Don Russ, yep. Joe Carter in a Cubs uniform. Wow! This is like the yeah. weirdest shit you can find out there, guys. Like Joe Carter, yes, he he was a Cub. Which I mean, listen, listen it it reminds you of how stupid, you know, how bad the Cubs moves that they made. Um, <laughs> yep. I'm I'm trying to think if he was involved in the Rick Sutcliffe trade. If he was, then that's okay. But I, th- I I'm pretty sure yeah. Mel Hall was was in the Rick Sutcliffe trade. Um, maybe yeah, Joe Carter was part like of it Sutcliffe, too. And I feel like Sutcliffe. Did he come in '84? He came in '84. He, he, he was, did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he pushed him over in the pennant race. Yeah, he did. He came over and he went oh, okay. 16 and one. Um, right. Yeah. And and he was four and zero coming in, so I think he was 20 and zero on the season. But I think I'll look that up. But um. I don't know, just something about the oddity of it, of, like, Joe Carter in a Cubs uniform. I mean, he would go right, on to become right. a, a poor, a bad broadcaster for the Cubs. Um, uh, yeah. But, uh, 
but yeah, it just it's weird to me. Okay, so he he was involved in the in the Rick Sutcliffe trade. So you know, okay. not that bad. Um, you yeah, know, they did what they had to do. Exactly, but just the fact that he was, and I don't think this is photoshopped. So he was at Wrigley Field wearing this Cubs uniform, which he never officially wore. Yeah, because he never played a, right. an inning with the Cubs. I don't think. Um, yeah. No. Or well, actually, it says in '83 he appeared in 23 games with the Cubs. So there you go. Oh, so he was like a September call-up, maybe. Or something. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I I didn't set it to the side, but I was looking through some cards here, and I had a, a card of I think it was Joe Carter with maybe the Padres. Was that his second team, the Padres? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and yeah, but he yeah, he had a he had a first yeah. he had a a first baseman's mitt like the card was him in the field but he was wearing a first base like he was at first base i didn't know he i didn't know nice. he played first base oh, for the first yeah. part of his career so that that seemed kind of odd to me um i only knew him as like an outfielder yeah um, they got him on an outfielder okay. in this card yeah um uh all right so uh you know i i i as i said i looked through some cards and pulled a few things out here now zach and i are both uh wisconsin natives um and so in yep. wisconsin and this is uh uh, they, they would give you uh, police officers uh, would give you. <laughs> hey, wait, this is timely. This is timely, <laughs> folks. Uh, it just had to be said. Uh, so so police officers in, in Wisconsin, when they would come across kids, they would give them uh, a pack of police baseball cards, a pack of Brewers baseball cards, I guess, to get you to like to try to get kids to trust cops. Um, Jeremy, did they oh, do okay. did, they, did they do stuff like that in Chicago? <laughs> No, they like, did not. No, yeah, they did not. Yeah. Did not. So it was great. Like I remember um so my first experience with it was uh we had like a in, in my neighborhood there was like a, a cul-de-sac and uh we would play we would play like baseball in it with like an aluminum bat and like a tennis ball and like if you hit it if you hit it like uh you know uh, over the like past the cul-de-sac it would be a home run. And I I don't understand how every hit wasn't a home run cuz we were like 10 we were like 10 11 years old when we were doing this. But you know, a cop car would come cruising through and so like we went up to the cop car and everybody knew that the cops would give you baseball cards and uh we were like, "Hey, can you give us some baseball cards?" So the cop stopped and he had these packs of baseball cards and he gave them to us. And so they looked like uh they looked like this. If you can you see that right there? Yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll text you baby. Yeah, Derek May, and so I'll, I'll text you some pictures of those. But then, so they they, they were like, uh, you know, they're kind of they're crappy cards. But uh, and and they, uh, you know, each year had a different sponsor. Like 1995 was Old Fashioned Foods, 94 was Pick and Save and Snickers. Um, but anyway, so the best part about these police baseball cards is that they would have quotes on the back where the players would give you advice um, for how to live your life. And so Derek May says. Baseball teams look at the success of other teams by using scouts. They know strengths and weaknesses of all the opposing players. You can be a scout by looking out for your neighbors. Anyone acting suspicious should be closely observed, and if it becomes necessary, the police should be notified. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's actually... Yeah, and that's actually kind of applicable today, too. You know, you see somebody having a, a big party with, like, 20 people. Call the cops, you know? Um, so so I, there's another one. Uh, B.J. Surhoff, uh, his advice, and this, uh, I have two 95 cards, and those are the ones with advice. Some of the 94 ones don't have it. The 94 ones don't have oh, advice. B.J. Surhoff, yeah, yeah, uh, he, yeah, a former number one pick, B.J. Surhoff, he says, Responsibility for caring for young children is a very important job. When acting as a babysitter, always be aware of all emergency numbers, including the police and fire departments. 
You should also know where first aid supplies are located and be prepared for any emergency. Remember, never open the door to strangers. This is classic stuff, man. I wonder if the, did these guys did these guys come up with uh, there's no way that like BJ Surhoff said that. You know? And well, I wonder if they I, saw that. I have I have what he said in uh 91 no, 93, Ooh, okay. so we could okay. compare his writing voice and see if he yeah. you know, checks out Yeah, let's, let, let's do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. B.J. Surhoff says, God gave me the talent to play baseball, and I worked hard to develop that talent and make it to the big leagues. Everyone doesn't have the God-given talent to play baseball, but they have all their talents. Whatever your talents are, work hard at developing them, Attend school regularly and study hard. Everyone can't be a big league ball player, but you can get a good job with good education. Boy, what like what? I mean, you're really like shooting down the kids' dreams and wanting to become a big league ball player. Multiple Jesus. times at yeah. that. Multiple times. I mean, yeah. you've seen it over and over again. You know. Yeah. Did I mention yet that you you're probably not going to make it in the major leagues? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's pretty awesome. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, I don't regional know. difference. Um, we, we would actually have to go up every week and talk to the cop to get the card he was giving out that week. So it was like really? way too much cop interaction. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'm getting to know this guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, Hey man, I just want the cards, bro. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. So like, does it say on there like they they weren't made by tops or anything, right? Uh, no, no, no. They're no, clearly this... not. Yeah, but they and, do and my... have like the logos on them, like the actual logos. Yeah, so they have the logos, yeah. and uh, you know it it says on here it says presented <laughs> by the Milwaukee Police Department. Um, yeah. So there's no it it has like the the sponsor and presented by the Milwaukee Police Department, but there's no affiliation with any card company. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I assume they can use the logos because it's for a good cause. Like maybe the brewers just let them use use it. I yeah, wonder if true. they. Right. I wonder if they do this in it's any other cities. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I wonder if teams in other states do it. Yeah, okay. Share, yeah, share make. Um, nice. uh, yeah, it's interesting. So nowadays, like um, with with like uh, mem- like uh, you know novelties like uh, uh, of. Um, baseball like so there's the players union and then there's the mlb union and so the reason why um like panini can make baseball cards without the logos is because they have the players union license Uh and if you if you find like some kind of bootleg t-shirt with like um you know a player on it but no like logo or no hat it's because like they have the players union uh rights but not the but not the the league owns uh, uh, the the logos and everything. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's so weird. It's and just a picture of the player on the T-shirt, or it's his name. He, uh, the you can have like his his likeness, but just they can't have the oh, logo yeah. on there, which is pretty sad. Okay. Yeah, um, the the uh, the Stratomatic board game that uh, me, baseball board game that me and my dad play. Uh, they also uh, only use they have a, a deal with the players union, so they use the names, yeah. but they also they also can't use like uh, team names. So they'll yeah, designate sure. the guys oh, okay. by like Milwaukee, Chicago, NL, Chicago, AL, but you won't see any okay. team names on there. So yeah, so it is a, it is like a weird a distinction. Mobile. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, exactly. kind of, if if you will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. RB thirty four, right? <laughs> was that was that who Bo Jackson was? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
so it's interesting though because uh to go back to the, like those uh the Kmart cards and the uh Ralston Purina yep. and whatever Nabisco yep. um sometimes yep. sometimes tops made those and I think they had the logos but maybe sometimes they didn't make mm-hmm. them and they would not have the logo and there was nothing but more But usually it's Oh yeah, here Kmart card tops. Yeah, right, exactly. Yep. So there there was nothing more of a bummer than being a kid and getting like you know, a Jiffy Pop card. Like, remember Jiffy Pop had those yeah. round cards? Oh, and yeah. then having, oh, like, yeah. no logo on it. And it was like, oh, man, what a <laughs> bogus card. Like, And even the players yeah, yeah. looked dumb in them. Like, you'd see, like, Ryan Sandberg, yeah. like, smiling with a blank blue hat. And you'd be like, oh, what a dork. Like, it's like right, he has right. no control over this. But, like, he, he looks dumb without the logo on his hat. So it was just a total it's, buzzkill. It's from it an like, angle oh, where, like, the Topps photographer was, like, taking a nice picture. And then the, and then the Kellogg's guy was, like, way off to the right, you know. <laughs> like the yeah, sight exactly. lines all wrong yeah exactly um all right so i got another one here uh to show um this is uh well i can get into this um but there we go right there vance law vance oh yeah law. Okay. Vance law. i was yeah. passing some Autograph. vance law cards yeah now now is that an auto pen or is that legit because that looks this like is, pretty smooth lines this uh, is uh Fresh out of the mail from about uh, four days ago, where I wrote to Vance Law, where I wrote to Vance Law in his home in Provo, Utah, to get his autograph. Wow! (laughs) Nice. I've said in the past that really back into cards. Yes, yes. (laughs) I am married now, so there's nothing like more for me to prove. Uh, (laughs) So I'm now writing baseball. I'm writing baseball players, sending them cards, and asking them for their autographs. Um, Very good. So, uh, yes, I've, I've said it before, but TTM, through the mail, autographs, is a thing. There's a website that I joined uh, for, like, I, I paid, like, you know, $20 for a year access to this site where you can get these guys' auto, uh, uh, um, addresses, which is just pathetic because people – unlawfully share their addresses there you go uh, zach is holding up a joe girardi uh, studio card look at that mark grace card that is awesome so you did this too zach as oh, as a young man. child yeah yeah through the wow. mail because beckett, beckett monthly would encourage it exactly exactly so yeah you would go in back and you would get like autographs you would it would have every team's uh ballparks address clubhouse yeah exactly and you would send a an a sace jack you know what a, a sace yep. is i, I do very not. important that's a self-addressed self-addressed stamped envelope envelope ah yes. okay okay i got you i got you yeah so you send that you got a kurt Schilling one <laughs> no that's just his rookie card i found that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. wow look at that oh wait no that <laughs> is an autograph he signed it something about uh, the mainstream media that's weird um yeah that's right so, that's yeah um but yeah, so I just got this Vance Law card. Basically, I am like I'm like I want to just get like I want to try to get as many like 88, 89 Cubs as I can, and this is just the way to go. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I love it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But he's got a beautiful penmanship. The man is a beautiful yeah, penmanship. Right. So he does. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good looking autograph right there. So there you go. And you know you got him in like that the Cubs road jersey. If you look in the background mm-hmm. there, you got a, a very blurry Sean Dunstan in the hole there at shortstop. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. So this is a good card. I think this card, this is probably taken in Pittsburgh, I'm guessing. Uh, artificial turf. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, but right. anyway, so I wanted to share that one. This is uh, yeah, fresh, nice. fresh out of the mailbox. So there you go, Vance nice. Law through the mail autograph. Good. <laughs> so through through the mail, uh, I added an extra wrinkle that uh, I think really helped me. But I would write my letters left-handed. I would do like form letters, left-handed, where I would just like, oh. dear player's name, you're my favorite player. Would you please sign this card? <laughs> and I would just use like a quarter of the notebook paper and then like tear it off and do like a whole bunch of them. But I did it left-handed because I thought it made me look like I was a younger kid. So I felt like I got the autographs back like more often. Because you'd just yeah, send them wow. out and then you'd forget about them. And then like yeah. six months, eight months, two years later, they'd come. Yeah. yeah. It's a magical thing. It really is. And I had talked about this with Jack um, in the off season that Jack, I wanted, and I'm going to put it in here now in the podcast to uh, kind of put us on record and, and hold us to this. Jack, you you have to get your ass to the store. Once this COVID is over, get yourself some uh-huh. envelopes and some stamps and we're each yep. going to write at least one. I'm thinking maybe like five players or something. Okay. Send them yes. out and then like have yep. a race to see like who can get theirs back or who has exactly. like the best ones or something. And yeah, Zach, if you want to, you should get in on this. <laughs> I know you have two kids. I know you have two kids and a job. Um, but you I gotta get, get on these self-addressed stamped envelopes, babe. Just give me a minute. Sorry, son. I'm busy. And by the way, these are for me, not for you. Um, yeah. But um, we should do this, and then like you know, we'll we'll come back. We'll like you know, we'll reconvene in like you know six months or something, and see who's got the most returns. So, no, this is a, so yeah, great idea. Is there, are there any parameters like because obviously you know the bigger players do they have to be active players? The bigger players always take longer. So then are you are yep. we gonna make like uh, sort of a fantasy draft where you have to pick players from certain tiers? This sounds that yeah. could be, then you'd have to compile uh, a whole rank <laughs> a system list? of every baseball player yeah. that ever played. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, you like know, the and then it could be like fantasy sports when there's no fantasy sports. I mean, you could just jump right into that void, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think didn't the like the last living woman like player of the All American Girls uh, Baseball League like die just recently? So whoever oh, like yeah, the last right. living whoever like the last living, you know, go go White baseball Sox or something. Player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can stop there. Yeah, stop yeah. at living at least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, you know, that could be, that could be a thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. no, it sounds good, Jeremy. And uh, like, if, if we're making it a contest, you know, that at that point, you know, as far as picking guys, do you pick guys that you want or do you pick guys that you think you're going to hear back from? Um, I think is is an interesting, uh, is an interesting point. Right. You could get points based on how quickly they come back. And then also points based on like the level of player. So like there's yeah. multiple point systems and then add them up <laughs> in your compendium of every ba- living baseball professional baseball player ever. Yeah, leave one uh, column in the Excel uh, sheet for that. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so um, let's see. We uh, we're 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 getting a little uh, deep here in the in the podcast, but um, okay. Maybe yep. we can do uh, like a last call on these. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, sure. Yep. Um, I have a, a couple a couple real quick cool things here. So I have an '87 Ryan Sandberg card uh, right here, which is pretty yep. uh, pretty cool. Jeremy, I'm sure you've probably got yep. that one. Oh um, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I oh, also, yeah. Huh, I also just I found an '87 uh, Tommy Lasorda card as well. <laughs> I don't know why. I the only reason I bring that up is because I just listened to the uh, the his rant, his Dave Kingman rant. Have you guys ever heard that one? <laughs> Ooh, the Dave Kingman one. I don't know about yeah, that one. I don't that's think. Uh, where he, where someone yeah, they asked him. Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman was playing for the Cubs and he hit three home runs uh, against the Dodgers. This was in a game in Wrigley yep. Field and someone asked Tommy Lasorda. Yep. He said. What was your opinion of Kingman's performance? And for the next minute and a half, uh, Lasorda just keeps going, what was my opinion of his performance? He's like, he had three <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. home runs against us. What, you're asking me my opinion of his performance? <laughs> and he, he says, what is my opinion of his performance, like five times. It's great. Yeah, so yeah, listen to, listen to that one. I've also, this is a crown jewel of uh, what I found. I have Charlie O'Brien cards uh, from 1987 to 89, I believe. So Ooh, it's like three, nice. three straight like Charlie O'Brien. Yeah, Royal Flush of Charlie <laughs> O'Brien's. And I, I, bring, I, I pulled him out just because, uh, Jeremy, I think he came up recently on the podcast. Yeah, so, as a, yeah. As a um, Greg Nax. Uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, that is awesome. That that eighty eight one, that last one that you showed, is like uh-huh. that's just that doesn't look like a baseball player. Oh no, 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 not not at all. No, it's like a um, tennis coach or something. But, <laughs> um, that is awesome. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Zach, I wanted to get to a couple things. I know that these didn't necessarily come up organically, but um, sure. I sure. just want to talk about yeah. real quick just some like baseball. Um, like memories i guess of of me and yep. you like so there's definitely yep. one that i i recall for sure uh and it involves yep. our friend of the podcast uh like beloved uh you know favorite son of the podcast lance berkman uh-huh yes um, yes not a fan no yeah yeah has said some really stupid things uh since uh retiring um but we were at a game yep. uh cubs i was Astros not a fan game. before he retired i, I will and, make that known yeah, and if you recall, I think I was uh, Zach, and I think yeah, I was you liked trying him. to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was, was trying to convince you. Yeah, like why he, why I liked him. Uh, so I'll own that one for sure. But um, yeah. why don't you tell us what what happened at the game that uh, kind of sealed his his fate as a ultimate cootie? Yeah, yeah, that was the last drop for me. Even though I was yeah. just looking for reasons to hate on him. Um, sure. We were at, we were at this Cub game, and. Some things happened I've never seen before, but essentially sirens started going off, and then um, rain came over the. Ba- we were like up in the grandstand, uh, yeah, in between first and third. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, between a home or and third. A little farther out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we were up the third base line, like kind of near the third yeah. base position. I, I, if I remember correctly. Um, or yeah. maybe closer yeah. to home. Yeah, actually, that we were kind of right. close to home, I think. And uh, yeah, we were in the upper yeah. deck reserve, basically. So yeah. underneath and the like, we had an, rain... we had a covering over us. Yes, yes. This rain comes in sideways. It's just shooting yeah. sideways, and then it gets to Wrigley Field, and it goes up over the top of Wrigley Field, <laughs> kind of like goes halfway down into the like field area, and then like shoots straight up in the air. And there's like sirens going off. It's the craziest wind I've ever seen uh, to the point yeah. where like it was just nuts and there was lightning, but the game was still on. And then this lightning like yeah. blew up a transformer or something a couple neighborhoods away. And Lance Berkman just like ducked and ran off the field into the dugout like before the game was called or anything. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. Really? So like just dirt in the middle of the game, Lance Berkman ran into the dugout? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And he was right. It was crazy that they were out there, but it was still reason, reason enough for me. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. For sure. Yeah. It was a crazy like sickening like like a uh, thunder bolt basically. Um yeah. and he just he just like he just like jumped and just started like running off the field. Oh and my then god. They, yeah, yeah. Then, I think he even did... had like his glove over his head. Yeah, he did. He like put his hands up over his head and then just like <laughs> ran into the dugout. And then like and then the umpire did like, you know, halt the game or whatever. But yeah, it was like a yeah. crazy tornado watch. The um uh sirens were going off. I think that they did say that that's one of the rare times that they actually like evacuated us like off of the like they're like for your safety please go on to yep. the concourse level or whatever oh wow yeah, um yep. yeah so it was yep. me you and your brother right uh yep exactly yeah pete was there and everyone yeah. left and we stuck around and caught maybe like another inning or so but there was what two thousand people left less and they wouldn't let yeah. you go up and sit close. So that that was a bummer. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, you guys. That's something oh, man, that's lame. would let you do." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, we got closer, sure. but still, they were like policing the last 800 fans in the stadium. <laughs> yep. And uh, I, I'll say the one last thing I remember about that game and that experience. That I'm not exaggerating with what <laughs> that rain did, to the point where like I was pretty comfortable that i wasn't gonna die but just in case i did call my wife and like tell her i loved her because i was like this could happen <laughs> that's hilarious the wind yeah. was nuts i mean remember how many trees were down when we drove back yeah they were just trees like across the whole street like giant trees yeah crazy yeah it was it was wild just like yeah. around, i don't even know it was maybe in august or something like it was like a super yeah. hot day i don't know it, Yep. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, it was I, yeah, crazy I don't... summer storm came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. That's what Lance um, Berkman says. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, so Zach, a couple more things before we wrap this up. Uh, your dad, okay, yep. your dad lived near Wrigley Field growing up. Yeah, yeah. So he yes. he grew up uh, right right in the neighborhood. Um, would go to the game every day. You know. So I was kind of asking him about that. I actually saw him today. You know, he did the old drive-by. You know, we waved to each other and chatted for a sec. But uh, he was telling me how, just kind of what the techniques were for him and his brothers and friends to get in the game. And he said, usually the Cubs were losing by the fifth inning and the gates were open and you could just go in. Um, but <laughs> wow. he said... The other ways, he said, the best way to go was just to stay after any game that you were at and help the ushers by putting all the seats up so they could clean. And he said oh, they'd yeah. just write you a pass for, like, whatever weekend game you wanted to go to if you oh, flipped, wow. like, wow. a certain number of rows up. Um, but then he said, <laughs> when for whatever reason, he said this was rare, but there would be games that would be hard to get in. There were two techniques that they found most successful. The first one was find like a single guy and just kind of line up behind him like he's your dad and then like uh. you get to the turnstile and there's like this bit of confusion because the ticket lady is expecting him this guy to like hand like the tickets for all the kids but he's only got the one <laughs> ticket and then they just scatter you know and they just would make sure they ran like all different <laughs> ways so that um 
and then the the other way was to just draw straws and i was like you guys drew straws like this this was a long time ago but uh <laughs> draw straws and then they would just send one kid to just run like hell into there and then they get everybody would chase that kid and then they just go in so some classic ferris bueller type stuff yeah. <laughs> that is uh, similar to what my some of my students uh, how they told me they would sneak in a Lollapalooza. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, a, a decoy, yeah, the classic stories. decoy. Oh, yeah, wow. ex- exactly. Yeah, you just need a confident guy, and you're probably you've probably got it made. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is awesome. I I remember like I used to hear stories. I don't know if I I feel like I brought this up on the podcast recently, but I remember I feel like my grandmother used to tell me like if you were outside of Wrigley and you caught a home run ball. They would let you in yeah. if you showed the home run ball to the usher. They let you in. Oh, really? Wow. <clears throat> well, this is yeah. adjacent, but you know what my dad said uh, Hallis would do if you caught one of the field goals at Wrigley, because the you know the Bears played at Wrigley when he was uh-huh. growing up. Uh, he had like some some stooges who would come and like get the ball off you right away, like you were um, not going anywhere with that ball. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. That's funny how, like, you cannot get an NFL ball. <laughs> um, very cool. <clears throat> very cool. Um, and the last thing, Zach, uh, you're telling me about um, an Aramis Ramirez three-run homer game. Yep. Now, yep. this is interesting because I have a I have a thing about uh, Aramis Ramirez three-run homer game, but but tell tell your – Wait, is it a three three run homer or a three home or run three game? Home run game? Three home run okay. game. Three home runs. Three home runs in the same game, yeah. A three homer game. Um I feel like maybe a solo two run and then a solo, but that's stretching the limits of uh my accuracy. Uh I definitely have gone back because even to the point where you know, a couple you know, ten years go by and you start like, did I make that up? Like did I ever but I went back and I did find the game, and uh, he, I was sitting in a similar spot to, um, you know, upper deck, maybe further up the foul line, you know, in between third base and the outfield, and uh, I remember every home run going like into the bleachers in left field, like they were all very similar kind of lower just like line drive homers you know no big moonshots or anything so he just had yeah you know he had two off the same the starter and then one off the relief pitcher i think yeah do you remember what team it was against uh, i don't but I, maybe two years ago <laughs> like i went back because i was just like i gotta make sure this is you know it just starts to all get fuzzy but i remember being there and well, it being amazing <laughs> Yeah, well, because I do we Jack, did we talk about this on the podcast? I know we've talked about it personally. I I, I can't remember if we've discussed it on the podcast, <laughs> but I, I I have I've heard Maybe we I've heard were you mention. Well, so I have like it's too early though. I maybe, but I have a memory yeah. of or no, I have like I don't have the memory, but I have like a, okay. a ticket stub or like a, a receipt or something like I was going through like old like emails from like Cubs ticket orders because I yeah. I was trying to compile like every game I've been to as far as sure. best like as I could and I sure. have like a record of being at of having tickets for a game where Ramos Ramirez hit three home runs but I have no memory of yeah. it and it's like oh, impossible geez. 
like how could I go to a game where he hit three homers and not remember it? So I'm thinking like, did I give away my tickets? Um, to me? Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's the weirdest thing. So like, I don't know. Like maybe we were at that game together. I don't know, but I mean, because that would have been oh seven oh eight. I guess maybe that's right around the time where we kind of started yeah. hanging out. I would say. Yeah, I I feel like the one I saw was earlier though. Yeah, okay. it was more like maybe oh five or something like that. I don't know. I'll have to okay. definitely check it out. I'll figure it out. All right, one yeah. last thing. The game that here's the man. Oh, yes. We share uh, we share a favorite player. Let's yes. just oh. respect the man, the Hawk, Andre Dawson. The Hawk. I saw him hit a home run on a cold, cold day where nobody was hitting nothing. And the wind was blowing in, and he just muscled the line drive into center. It was crazy. The ball was like wow. knuckling, and there was so much wind. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> okay, that's it. Amount of stories. That's everything. <laughs> that's fair. I will just at the very end here. I'm just going to put in a shameless plug because I bought this Hell card yeah. just recently. Um, it's oh yeah. Seemingly like just an Andre. Cases. Well, so this is a, a one-touch mag case, they call it, a magnetic case. Okay. It's seemingly an Andre okay. Dawson card, but it's from this artist named Matthew Lee Rosen, okay? Okay. And he makes okay. uh, these art cards, these bubblegum uh, art cards. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, his baseballcard.art is his website. So he makes these cards. This is like this, yeah. like, he calls it, like, gum paint. And he does these like cards um, right. to make it look like bubble gum, like how they have the stains on gotcha. bubble gum on the back of cards. And so he made this one. Uh, uh, it's a True Link fence uh, graphic, I guess, on the back of Andre Dawson because he did commercials for True Link fence back in like the late eighties. Nice. Wow! So That's this a is deep like, cut. yeah, it's a terribly, it's an incredibly <laughs> deep cut. Um, but it's basically made for me specifically. I'm like the, like complete target audience. audience. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to give a shout out to the, to this guy, Matthew Lee Rosen, uh, because, uh, he makes these really cool cards and there's like, speaking of Jay Buhner, he has one with like Frank Costanza's face on it. And it says like, uh, you know, how could you trade away Jay Buhner? And it's on a Jay Buhner card. Um, so this nice, guy is awesome. Nice. Like he just has like an incredible knowledge of baseball and he's like an artist and he has this really cool way of doing this, this printing on the back of cards and make it, makes it look like bubble gum. So he's really cool. I would say check out his cards at baseballcard.art. Um, and, uh, cool. listen, we, uh, we certainly went on for a while. Um, but there was a lot to talk about. We're all in quarantine. Yeah, Conversation uh, starved, you know, you gotta find uh, time to talk. Yeah. <laughs> right. For sure. Well, um, so yeah, we will, uh, we will conclude this baseball card uh, episode. Um, and uh, so, Zach, do you have uh, do you have anything you want to plug or anything, or your your social media or anything, or your music? Um, yeah, I guess I'm uh, Zorgulations, a visiting uh, extra cosmological being coming uh, and beaming garbled music concrete messages to the planet on SoundCloud. As Zordulations. That's Z-O-R-D-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S? Yep. There you go. On SoundCloud, you have yep. a... And yeah, SoundCloud, they're like long form. When I was a little kid, I used to play the piano when I was very young, like two. 
and just like touch the notes and make stories in my head to the music and I had kind of forgotten about that and this is my attempt to kind of get back into making music that way so it's long form kind of put it on and uh, do something around the house clean your house or hang out and drink coffee it's like passive listening ambient like crazy stuff it's a vibe as the kids would say yeah 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 somebody changing channels in the next room sort of thing <laughs> wow. wow very sounds very cool yeah that is awesome yeah. so, so please check out uh, zach's music um uh, zordulations on uh on soundcloud um yep. zach thanks so much for joining us man this was a lot of fun oh yeah yeah it was super fun i appreciate it i'd been uh waiting to get on the podcast i was expecting the call uh, yeah. uh, I was a little disappointed my brother got mentioned before me. Uh, oh, yeah, bone to pick. This is the last thing I'm signing off with. And then yes. I've got a bone to pick with Jack where uh-huh. at Jeremy's wedding, I called the Nationals to win the World Series, and you looked at me like I was crazy because you said they had no bullpen. And they, they... Uh, I just... <laughs> look at the look at the fine look at the final numbers of some of those guys who are in that pen it's oh, not I pretty know, i know but uh i know but, but yeah. they just had it you could see it you could see yeah it. that was a that was a great call though and regardless. and you know that wedding was uh, the first the first week of september so that was a that was yep. a very nice call you should have you should have put some money down on that one you know that was good <laughs> yeah, yeah i should have yep. yep. there might have been some money exchanged with him and trent trent grisham uh, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, so so fun. Thanks a lot, you guys. Absolutely. I hopefully, if uh, fans were our baseball card fans, and if not, we've beat them into submission to now becoming baseball card fans. So uh, let's wrap it up. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Sokowski. We'll catch you next time on Rain Delay Theater. See ya.